Hello, hello, welcome to, of course, Griff Talks Football. And again, this is uh, episode six. Uh, talk about the current playoff picture, which, fun fact, there are now only four games left in the season, so we're getting, we're getting into tell in. It's uh, what many people will call it or deem it December football, which, yes, the games do occur in December. And I believe the last week of games do occur in early January, right before the wild card playoff rounds. Um, but this is, it's basically time to dig deep. Uh, whether you're a team that's six and six trying to go on a four game winning streak or a team that's eight and four and not trying to lose four games in a row. There's been teams that have been eight and four, such as the 2009 Denver Broncos with head coach Josh McDaniels at the time that were at eight and four at one point, first place in division, and then lost four straight games, only for then to have the 2009 Kansas City Chiefs win that division. And if you heard a car go by, that's because I'm also outside on a chilly evening, but that's because I wanted to be outside walking around. Also, a lot of Christmas decorations are coming up in my neighborhood. I just want to check that out. But that doesn't matter. Uh, nevertheless, again, there's been teams that have gone 8-4 and four and, and then went 8-8. Eight and eight. And then there's been teams, you know, that are like 6-6 six and six and, and go to 10-6 and six and win their division. I mean, Dallas did that. They might have been 6-6 six and six at one point uh, from last season, but then went on to be 10-6, and six, won their division. Uh, won a wild card round against the uh, Seattle Seahawks, and then evidently got their ass smacked um, against the uh, Los Angeles Rams in the divisional round, which then the Rams went on and beat the Saints off of a, you know with the help of a terrible call that wasn't called, um, and then ended up losing to the, in the Super Bowl to the Patriots. But then again, it's um, that was last season. This is currently this season, and it's uh, December football. And now, um, just to put it, just to just to just to tell you uh, again, Thursday night football game happened, which I'll talk about more uh, on next Wednesday when reviewing and previewing the next games and so forth. But with. Uh, Thursday night's game of Cowboys and the Bears. The Bears won. Mitch Trubisky looked good against the Dallas secondary. But, you know, any Dallas secondary or, like, any game that Dallas plays, they're absolutely terrible. They really are. And they're, I mean, now yardage-wise, you know, they're, they're in top 10, both in total defense and in run defense, but their points per game average is is middle of the league, and so is their secondary. And so they gave up big plays, especially in the passing game. And then for Dallas, this offense, they scored on the opening drive, but didn't do much in the third quarter, did little in the second. Again, didn't do much in the third, and then put up a bunch of stats in the fourth, which evidently didn't really matter because he still lost. So now Dallas, despite, you know, Still leading in their division are six and seven. So the fact that they lost is is not helping. They're not helping themselves at all. Trying to get a lead and increase the lead in their division to make the wild card round. And the NFC East is terrible. 
Meanwhile, the Bears still have a lot to go. They're, I think, the eighth or ninth seed in the NFC playoff picture. And they need a bunch of teams to lose, and they need to win the rest of their games. So again, this is very exciting for me to talk about on my next one take of this current playoff picture. And speaking of current, since there's still four games left, here are the current playoff seedings, both for the AFC and NFC conferences. So again, I'll mention the six playoff seedings on both AFC and NFC, and then also mention the in-the-hunt teams, if you will. The ones are, you know, outside looking in. So here we go. Starting with the AFC, we have the number one seeded Ravens right now with a record of 10-2. and two. Number two, we got the Patriots. Now remember, Patriots got smacked by the Ravens and they lost to the Texans last weekend. And because both Ravens and Patriots are 10-2, and two, is that tiebreaker. And that goes to Baltimore because, again, they beat the Patriots. Number three, we got the Texans at 8-4. and four. Number four, we got the Chiefs at 8-4. and four. Similar to the Ravens and the Patriots, Texans beat the Chiefs earlier in the year. And then number five, we got the 9-3 Bills. And then number six, we got the 7-5 Steelers. Now, um, in the Hunt teams, so teams at least have five wins or more. At least within the AFC is what I'm going to consider them in the hunt. So right now we got the Tennessee Titans at 7-5. We got the Oakland Raiders at 6-6. Six and six. We got the Colts at 6-6. Six and six. And we got the Browns at 5-7. and seven. In the NFC side of things, the Saints are number one at 10-2. The Seahawks are 10-2 at the second seed. The Packers are 9-3 in the third seed. Cowboys with a 6-7 record in the fourth seed. Number five is the San Francisco 49ers with 10-2. And And then number six is the Minnesota Vikings with 8-4. And And then there are a bunch of teams in the the hunt in the NFC with the Rams at 7-5. The Bears, 7-6. So yes, again, the Bears have now played 13 games because they played on Thursday night. Rest of the teams have not yet uh, played their games. The Buccaneers at five and seven. The Panthers at five and seven. The Eagles at five and seven. And then here's the technicality with the Redskins. Had had the NFC East not been a terrible division, or had both the Cowboys and the Eagles had eight wins on the year, the Redskins would have been eliminated because they're currently three and nine. So even if they won the rest of their games, be 7-9, because of Cowboys and Eagles, if they were at the point of eight wins, you know, it would be too late for the Redskins. You know, there's no way. Um, so on a technicality, that's why the Redskins are in the hunt, is because of how terrible the NFC East is. Now, Eagles, they could make a wild card spot without winning the NFC East. That'd be pretty difficult to do because they need the rest of the team, such as the Vikings and 49ers, to lose. Well, no, just the Vikings to lose the rest of their games and have no one else win any of their games. But nevertheless, from what looks like the best chance for the Eagles to make it is by far winning their division. And so that's going to be key games that Week 16 matchup between the Eagles and the Cowboys. And that will kind of determine... If they still lose their games or the Eagles, you know, win this Monday night matchup against the Giants, 
will kind of assist them or at least give them a better opportunity to win that division. But again, we got the Panthers at 5-7. and seven. They can't win their division because the Saints already claimed it. You know, the Bucks are 5-7 and seven again. So, you know, this is very... Both conferences are competitive, but at least with the NFC, there are several teams that have better... Well, there are several factors to consider in the NFC. The AFC is basically all but wrapped... Not all but wrapped up. I mean, the Texans can go 8-8, eight and eight and the Titans can win that division. Or the Texans go 12-4 and four and somehow get the second seed depending on what the Patriots do. But it's also given the fact that the Bills don't go, you know, 12-4. and four. And that may be due to the strength of schedule that might give an advantage towards the Bills if they go 12-4 and four and win their division and so forth. But I'm saying there's a lot more variables within the, for the, you know, fourth, fifth, and sixth seeds within the NFC. Basically, in AFC, there's only, like, two variables in terms of playoff position, well, in terms of real, from what I deem realistic. So, again, we have a bunch of teams in NFC, and we only have like four to consider in the AFC, basically, is what I was going for in terms of teams are in the hunt. And so, looking at their schedule, again, starting with the AFC, starting with the Ravens, they're going to play in a away game, so basically playing at the Bills Stadium. Then they'll be home uh, with the Jets. Then they'll be away playing at the Browns Stadium and then back home against the Steelers. Right? And then the Patriots, they're playing home against the Chiefs. Um, away against the Bengals. Home against the Bills. And I believe... Home against the Dolphins. I want to believe that's the case. And then, you know, the Texans playing against the Broncos. Then the Titans at the Titans Stadium. Then we got the Buccaneers. And then playing at home, finishing out, playing against the Tennessee Titans again. And then we got the Chiefs playing Patriots, Broncos, Bears, and Chargers. Bills, we got Ravens, Steelers, Patriots, and Jets. And then Steelers, we got Cardinals, Bills, Jets, Ravens. And then from the seventh seed, we got the Titans playing against the Raiders, Texans, Saints, and Texans. Raiders, Titans, Jags, Chargers, Broncos, Colts, Bucks, Saints, Panthers, Jags, Browns, Bengals, Cards, Ravens, Bengals. And so just talking about the AFC right now, just talking about them, you know, I actually see potentially from the AFC, I actually see Bills going 13-3. and And I'll explain that in a second. And then we got Ravens going 13-3, and Texans 12-4, and Chiefs 12-4, and Patriots going away, playing at the Chiefs Stadium as a fifth seed 12-4, and and the Raiders with a record of 10-6 playing at Houston again. And so starting with the Bills, look again, the Bills have the Ravens. And while the Ravens have been phenomenal, they were in a tight matchup playing against the 49ers in an afternoon game at 12. So basically it was 1 o'clock for them, but 10 o'clock in the morning for the 49ers. 
So again, kind of an advantage for the Ravens. And the Ravens did hold, held their own, but part of a key factor, I would argue, is missing um, Kwan Alexander, who's by far the most athletic linebacker, who was leading the league and or leading the team at least in tackles, right? And then he he has a torn ACL. He's out for the rest of the year. He's he missed a couple games, of course. But I feel like he would have made a huge difference in terms of being able to cont- to contain Lamar Jackson, even though he's very difficult to contain at least. Because of how powerful, even without him running, how powerful that rushing attack is, led by the Ravens O-line and having Mark Ingram and Edwards and multiple tight end sets, big tight ends too. So that's that's always an advantage there. But then... You know, with the Bills, they have athletic linebackers. And they have a, I wouldn't say similar scheme offensively, but their quarterback is also athletic. Again, no one's athletic as Lamar Jackson. But Josh Allen can move around. They've done read options before during the game. Even though it's not necessarily the bread and butter, it's usually been just pound the rock with a bunch of tight end sets, um, eye formations, you know, including a fullback in there. And then, of course, do play action. But that's basically, that's what they do, basically. Is again, have Josh Allen under center and run the ball with multiple tight end sets. And they like their tight ends. I think their tight ends are good. But, again, I do feel with the Bills playing at home in cold weather, it's very, you know, similar weather with the Ravens' home game against the 49ers, I do feel with the Bills having more athletic linebackers than the 49ers do, I feel like the Bills can at least still contain Lamar. They just need their defensive line to still play to the gaps, not being beaten in the gaps. And just don't let Lamar, really, just don't let Lamar run. And then, if possible, if your secondary can do this, play in a bunch of cover one, maybe even cover four if you're worried about Lamar throwing deep, if you want to stick to zone in case Lamar runs out of containment, right? So, yes, Lamar Jackson is a, is a problem, but I would argue so are the Bills' offense. I feel like they're going to become a problem, just because the run game has been successful, Josh Allen has played well. So I do feel the Bills playing at home will end up winning that game. And of course, they're playing the Steelers, and the Steelers' offense is just terrible in general. So, and because the Bills' defense is so phenomenal, and I know the Steelers' defense is phenomenal as well, but the Bills' offense is far better than the Steelers' offense. And then I know that the Bills are playing in away games to play at the Patriots Stadium. But the first time they met, they won the Patriots won 16 to 10. And Josh Allen suffered a concussion late in the game. And so they had to put in a different quarterback. I believe Matt Barkley and threw a couple picks and Patriots ended up winning that game. But I do I do feel sorry, I might have burped there. But I do feel 
that the Bills will be able to adjust. And because of the talent they have and the defense they have, and I believe Josh Allen, again, playing the Patriots for the second time, kind of knows how to beat them, or at least will figure out how to. Um, I feel like it will go their way. And then they finish off again playing against the Jets. And I feel as though they'll beat the Jets. So I really do think the Bills have an opportunity to go 13-3. and You know, especially being the Ravens, being the Patriots, to win the, to win the AFC East division. Right? And then I do think the Patriots will lose to the Chiefs, beat the Bengals, lose to the Bills, and beat the Dolphins. But get that fifth seed. I do think the Chiefs will beat the Patriots, beat the Broncos, beat the Bears, and beat the Chargers and win out and win their division. And I do think the Texans will beat the Broncos, beat the Titans twice, and the Bucks. I know I know it's not always often that you'll see a team just beat their division rival twice. But I do think this is the case with the Texans. They have a better offense compared to the Titans. The Titans are very dependent on the run. I know Ryan Tannehill has been has been playing great as of late and has led to the Tennessee Titans under his start under him starting with a 5-1 record. And he's has a quarterback rating over 100. Like I I I get that. But it's very dependent on what Derrick Henry does. They don't have fantastic perimeter weapons, right? They're starting tight end Delaney Walker is still out. So there goes another perimeter weapon that they would have liked to have. And again, very dependent on the run. And their defense has played average at best, from what I've argued. And they don't, they don't play well against the pass. And I feel with Watson and the offensive line getting phenomenally better, and with Fuller and Kenny Stills and with Hopkins, that it just will be a matchup problem. And so in the first matchup they do, I feel as though Houston will score a bunch of points on Tennessee. But then the second matchup with Houston playing at home, I do feel it's going to be more of a closer game. But I do feel Houston will take advantage being able to to run the ball and force the defense to now still consider a run and then go with play action from there. But again, that's what I do think might occur, what will happen. And then with the fifth seed, again, they'll go to the Patriots. And with the sixth seed, I will not count the Raiders out. I will not. Um... Yes, they play like shit the past two games. They've been beaten 47 to 10 in combined games playing against the Jets and the Chiefs. But look, their key game, their upcoming schedule is the Titans. If the Raiders beat the Titans, I do think they can run the ball against the Jaguars. Even though they've been doing that the past two games, it's the turnovers. And I do feel as though Derek Carr will correct himself on the turnovers. I do feel as though Oakland will go more pass heavy in terms of play action still. And I do think they'll handle the Chargers because Phillip Rivers has not played well. And I do think they'll beat on they'll they'll beat the Broncos. 
And again, this is going to be a very, within the next four games, it's going to be very run dependent and it's going to be very play action dependent off the run. They're not going to put themselves in a situation where they're going to have to pass heavy or, or even go in many shotgun formations and having to throw vertically. They would rather throw vertically by doing play action. I guarantee you that. And again, if they don't commit themselves on penalties, or at least limit the penalties and not turn over the ball, I do think they can still control the clock and be able to do more play action passes than they, than they have in, in the past. Because it's been run, 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 and then let's do a pass here. So Derek Carr has not had you know phenomenal numbers in terms of passing yards, but again, he's taken care of the ball at least before these two games that have occurred, or anom- I, I wouldn't consider it anomalies at this point, but at least before these two games have occurred, and he's going to, I think, do well in these next four games. But that starts with being the Titans. If they beat the Titans, they'll have that tiebreaker and be able to move on and hopefully, for them at least, to beat the next three teams they have and have the sixth seed. And with that, They'll play against Houston again. So I do believe that will occur, but that's solely dependent if they beat the Titans. Because if the Titans lose to the Raiders, and because of the, what the schedule, for at least for the rest of the games that the Raiders are dealing with, it's much more easier compared to what the Titans have to do with because they have to play Houston, even though they're at home. They have to go away and play at the Saints Stadium. That's not any easy and then, you know, they'll have to play Houston again, playing at Houston Stadium. So, again, really, I do think the Raiders will get to the sixth playoff positioning in the AFC by going 10-6 and six because of a bunch of these teams that's left over, such as the Steelers, Titans, Raiders, Colts, and Browns, if they somehow go all 9-7, and seven, I really do think that the tiebreaker will eventually go, due to strength of schedule, go in the Steelers' favor. But we'll, I'm not sure that will happen. We'll have to see. But I do think the Raiders will get the sixth seed. I do think the Patriots will play away in a playoff game in a wild card round for the first time in a long time. Playing at the Chiefs Stadium. Houston will host the Raiders. Second seed will go to the Ravens. And then first seed, Bills Mafia, or, you know, Buffalo Bills. And then looking at the NFC, we got, I do see the Saints will go on, beat the 49ers this weekend, demolish the Colts, beat the Titans and the Panthers. Also, just FYI with the Colts, I forgot to mention them. I do think that they'll lose to the Saints. And, I mean, they got the Bucks, Saints, Panthers, and Jags. I do th- I do think Colts will go 9-7, and seven, just that one loss to the Saints. But it, it, they're depending on other teams to lose at the end of the, at the, end of the week. They're going to they're gonna hope, or at least hope, that the Titans will go 8-8, eight and eight, that the Steelers will go 8-8, eight and eight, because the Steelers had beat the Colts. And then hopefully... Raiders go in as well because the Raiders also beat the Colts early in the year. But as we go back to the Saints, I do think they'll finish out 14-2. Because the 49ers are playing at the Saints Stadium. 
Very hard to beat the Saints at their own home stadium. Also, despite being bottom of the league in terms of having big plays vertically, in terms of passing, in terms of throwing the ball over 25 yards plus, they're 10-2 right now, and they have won in their, their division. By running the ball, keeping a run balanced, play action heavy, with a bunch of crossing routes and intermediate routes, getting the ball to Michael Thomas, and then having, if, you know, having to throw out of shotgun formations, giving the ball again to Michael Thomas or Alvin Kamara or Jared Cook, right, or getting the ball out quick on a quick pass, because the receivers are good. They're good at route running. It's just some of them are struggle on catching the ball. Michael Thomas has not run routes deep or doesn't, you know, run go routes or post routes. He's been more of the intermediate route guy and has found areas in, you know, soft coverages or zone coverages and has beaten man coverage, has beaten double teams. So, again, a lot of teams are going to focus on Michael Thomas. But the Saints are so good at running the ball that teams will need to adjust and focus on the run. So even if you stop the run or even if you stop Michael Thomas or even contain Michael Thomas, you know, Breeze has other targets to throw to. Yes, I understand they don't throw the ball vertically or do not succeed well throwing vertically. But again, 10-2, and two, and they're 10-2 and two for a reason. Efficiency. They don't penalize often. They don't turn over the ball often. They take away the ball defensively. They play great defense. They have great pass rushers. They're great all around in terms of defense, both in third down, third down conversions allowed, uh, points per game allowed. They're on top of the league statistically. Again, Saints have a huge time of possession in their hands. Um, top 10 for leading the league in terms of time of possession. They do score a bunch of points still, even though, again, they don't throw vertically as often. But again, efficient, 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 efficient. Second seed, I do believe it will go to the 49ers. Yes, they'll lose to the Saints, but after that, they'll, they'll face in the Falcons. They'll beat them. They face the Rams. They'll beat them. They play away at Seattle Stadium, which is going to be a tough matchup. But I do think second time's a charm. They will beat the Seahawks. Yes, the Seahawks beat the 49ers at their home stadium, but that was due to kicking woes. They didn't have their starting kicker. They had to pull someone up or at least get them, you know, claim off waivers, if you will. Missed a couple extra points. Yes, did a field goal, send the game in overtime, but then missed a game-winning field goal. Russell Wilson doing what he does best. Had enough time to then attempt a game-winning field goal for the kicker, and bam, they won. But I do think the 49ers will be more prepared, that they'll run the ball successfully the way they want to, and they're going to have a healthy George Kittle. Granted, if he stays healthier throughout these next games, then he's going to be a huge factor in that game. But I do think the 49ers will steal that. And then in the third seed, I do think the Packers will go 13-3 and three as well, which isn't often, you don't often see a team going 13-3 and three having a third seed. It's happened every couple of years. Saints have done that at one point. Uh, I believe back in 2011, they went 13-3. and three. 
I believe they lost to the 49ers during that year because the 49ers also went 13-3 and and had the second seed. Um, so it's happened before. <clears throat> but look, the Packers, they got Redskins. That's a win. Bears, that's a win. As long as they keep Mitchell Trubisky in the pocket and not let him run, and as long as they do well against defending the run, they'll be okay. And, of course, forcing turnovers and getting sacks. Um, let's see, again. <clears throat> Redskins, Bears, I do think they'll beat the Vikings again and then end up playing against the Lions. I do think they'll win that. Four seed, I believe it's going to go to the Eagles in an 8-8 eight and eight record. Here's what the Eagles have. They got the Giants. Yes, Eli Manning is going to play. I do think the Eagles will lose that and go 5-8. and eight. But then they got the Redskins. I do think that's a win for the Eagles. Then they play a key matchup against the Cowboys. I do think they'll beat the Cowboys. And then they play a Giants again, whether it's Daniel Jones starting, Eli Manning starting. I do think the Eagles win that and go 8-8 eight and eight and win this division. For the Cowboys, they already lost the Bears. So they're 6-7 and seven right now. They play against the Rams. That's a loss. They play against the Eagles. That's a loss. Playing against the Redskins, that's a win. So the Eagles, if they win their final game against the Giants, go 8-8, eight and eight, they'll win. If they lose and go 7-9, I think, depending on division lead, I feel like Dallas would have, I do feel as though Dallas would win that division if the Eagles lose that key game against the Giants on Week 17, because I do think that, Dallas Cowboys have more division wins right now again uh, compared to the Eagles. But again, the Eagles are playing their next four opponents for the Eagles. They're playing all four division rivals. So had it had it been a a four game stretch where it's different opponents outside the NFC East, then it may be a, a concern. But again, the Eagles, they've only played, I think, uh, twice to their division rivals. And that was week one against the Redskins. And then I think week eight, maybe week nine against the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. And they got demolished. <clears throat> but I do think the Eagles will win that. Seahawks, they'll go 12 and 4. Look, the Seahawks at the Rams. I do think they'll lose that. They'll beat the Panthers, they'll beat the Cardinals. And then lose to the 49ers. Now, let's say the Seahawks beat the 49ers, go 13 and 3. I think, in terms of strength of schedule or strength of victory, that the Packers will get the second seed compared to the Seahawks. But I'll have to double check and see on that. But I do think the Seahawks will lose to the Niners and lose that division. And end up being like a fifth wildcard team playing at the Eagles Stadium. And the Vikings, I do think they'll go 11-5. They'll beat the Lions. They'll beat the Chargers. They'll lose to the Packers again. And they'll beat the Bears, I do think. That Bears game is going to be a key mat- matchup. Because then if the, Bear- if the Bears beat the Vikings... Even though the Bears are 7-6, and six, they'll play against the Packers, lose. Play against the Chiefs, lose. And then the Vikings, I do think if the Rams win, the, win their games, 
even though they'll lose to the 49ers in week 16 because they play the Seahawks, win, Cowboys win, lost to the Niners, win against the Cards, that they'll claim that sixth seed, but it may be based on strength of victory or strength of schedule. But if the Vikings do beat the Bears, they'll go 11-5, get that sixth seed, and play against the Packers again for a third time. Yes, they're hosting the Packers, but <clears throat> I do think that game is going to be an offensive shootout. But I do think it will come down to the better weapons, or at least more available weapons. Like Kurt Scott, you know, Kyle Rudolph, Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, if they're all healthy for that game, Dalvin Cook, a good online. Packers, they have a good online. They got Jimmy Graham. If he stays healthy or stays consistent, Devontae Adams, Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones, and a couple of other unknown receivers are coming out of nowhere, such as Lazard and also Aaron Rodgers, who is a better arm talent, better athlete compared to Kirk Cousins. I do think it's a shootout. Now, Granted, the Vikings are probably going to control the clock and just pound the ball against the Packers' run defense to avoid the pass rushers of Ladarius or Zadarius Smith and, and Preston Smith, I think, and try to not be in situations where they may turn over the ball or keep the time of possession and limit those mistakes or limit those chances of mistakes, that may win them the game. But then again, it's the Packers offense are starting to score from anywhere, basically. They're starting to get more consistent. They're also going to run the ball against the Vikings defense, keep their pass rushers at bay, and rely on play action. So I do think the Packers will win that division. But yeah, here we go. As I wrapped up the show, AFC again, Bills 13-3, Ravens 13-3, Texans 12-4, Chiefs 12-4, Patriots 5th seed 12-4, playing at Chiefs Stadium, Raiders 10-6, 6th seed, playing at the Texans Stadium in the wild card round, NFC, Saints 14-2, 49ers 2nd seed 13-3, Packers 3rd seed 13-3, Eagles 8-8, Fifth seed Seahawks twelve and four, six seed Vikings eleven and five. So that is like again, I don't often like to do predictions unless it's earth, you know, before the season. But based on the schedule, I feel like it'd be fun trying to do predictions. So thank you so much. If you're listening in the morning, hopefully your morning is going well. If you're listening in the afternoon, hopefully your day has gone well thus far. If you're listening at night, hopefully you get some sleep for the next day. But nevertheless, thank you so much for listening to this episode. And thank you so much for either liking or hating my opinions. Again, have a kick-ass day, y'all. I'll uh, speak to y'all on Wednesday.